Welcome to the official Jets podcast. We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport bet together at WinBet. Bart, first things first, happy new year to you and your family. Hey, same to you, man. It's a, it's a tough one. The only way we can get through this is as a family, as a Jet family, because we're the only ones that can kind of empathize with our pain today. So where do we start, Bart? 2023. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are embarking on one final game here in the regular season when just a few weeks ago, it sure looked like this team was headed for the playoffs for the first time since 2010. Yeah, and unfortunately, that streak continues. Uh, 15, uh, with 12 years, I believe. And, you know, we're, you know, it's not even close. Um, and it's unfortunate because the future looks bright, but, you know, the future was also now and, the opportunity to get to the to postseason to have an opportunity to get that type of necessary experience with a young team and a young roster to be ahead of schedule. You know, it all kind of feels a little bit bittersweet now because you see the potential, but, you know, you don't want to have to carry this for an entire year to kind of get that, you know, monkey off your back, you know, and, and to walk around. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those tough things that they're going to have to grow from, learn from, and understand the consequences of not making it to the postseason. You talk about 35% turnover. You know, it's going to be some unfortunate, familiar faces on this roster that won't be here next year. And, you know, really the future begins now, right? You look at all the scouts and now how important bowl games become and the process. And, you know, it's a daunting, long road, you know, and worrying about how get guys healthy. It's a lot to digest. And these guys are going to have to get away from it. Even the uh, administrator is going to have to get away from it. Management is going to have to get away from it and try and digest it and take a breath and say, okay, it is what it is, and how do we move forward? So what do you point to in terms of a backbreaker? You're 7-4, and four, you're in Minnesota, you got a big deficit, you come back, looks like it's going to be the fourth quarter magic again, you're not able to convert in the red zone in that game, one of six, we can go back to that sequence where it's second and goal from the one, the Jets aren't able to get it done the following week. Their game in Buffalo, lose the turnover battle, but it's a one-possession game. Is it Detroit, though? Is it when you have that 17-13 lead at the two-minute warning, fourth and one, Goff gets his tight end wide open, 51-yard touchdown pass. What was the backbreaker? What changed? Because what has happened here the last two weeks has been really surprising for this team, I think, if you look at their body of work over the course of the season. But against Jacksonville, against Seattle, not really in those games at all. Well, understanding how to finish. And this team don't understand how to finish the mentality and the preparation when everybody else was fighting for their playoff lives and were able to step up. They weren't able to answer the bell. And, you know, that should be the mantra going into next year. You know, it's okay to start fast, but you have to finish. And it's a lot of teams that caught the Jets because they finished strong, right? And, you know, you, you can't just get out too fast. And that's usually the sign of a young, inexperienced team. They get out fast, but as the pressure builds up, they can't handle and answer the bell. And, you know, you can ask a lot of factors. Inconsistency at the quarterback position. You know, the defense seeming like they – you know, didn't have the same pop. And, you know, one of the uh, strengths of this team was the fact that they did rotate 10, 10, 10 pass rushers. And they were, they were able to make sure that guys could stay fresh. But guys really wore down. And, you know, they became bad tacklers. And yesterday was an example of a team that was just more physical, right? And they struggled with that type of back, those type of backs, 
the entire year. Guys that, you know, were, you know, not slightly built, that was kind of, you know, big around the trunk, much like Shine Green, they struggle in being able to take those guys down. So they have to figure out how do we become a better tackling team? How do we attack this type of back? Because Stevenson did the same thing to them, right? And, and, and then you think about Jamal Williams, same type of deal. You got to be able to figure out, you know, when the pads get, you know, when you take the pads off as a defense and as a team, how do we still learn how to tackle and be professionals and make sure our fundamentals are together because all of a sudden they became a bad tackling team. And all teams take off the pads usually after November because just a battle of attrition. You can't beat each other up and have a physicality in practice. But when you're inexperienced as a unit, those type of things and those bad habits happen. You know, sometimes you got to put the pads back on just to know how to be physical and how to take down guys who are running for their lives. We expect you guys who play in between the white lines on Sundays to be supermen. Yeah. Mike White taken off, uh, you know, coming back to the lineup, reinserted as a starter after taking those vicious shots in Buffalo. He did not look like himself against the Seahawks, did he? Not at all. I mean, you talk about how many balls were inaccurate, how many balls were just coming up short. You know, you think about the one to Mims. You think about the one to Garrett Wilson. Just not really having really touching rhythm. You know, not only was he rusty, I don't think he had the ability physically to be able to put the the torque on the football that we had seen from him earlier in the year. And he won't make an excuse and talk about, you know, the ribs weren't ready. But as soon as you're clear from the doctors, if you're Mike White, you know, you're playing for yourself and you're playing for your team. And this was an opportunity. Rarely do, you know, players get multiple opportunities to kind of show what they can do in this league, especially in those type of situations. And I'm sure that, you know, he, he probably won't admit it, but he wasn't ready. And, you know, he, he didn't have enough time to get in rhythm. What's disappointing is this fact that this team came off a mini bye. Right. They just couldn't figure out how to get her done. And, you know, one of the reoccurring themes from the last three opponents was heavy shift in motions, getting the defense to have to move and shift and rotate and change strengths. And they just ran back to the open side. And it's, that's tough. You know, you look at the big run, you know, they, they shift motion get the defense over over adjust and move to the left and then they run it back to the right and you know they they make make it where you know okay we're going to let one guy go and if that guy misses uh with our big backs then you know it's 88 and out the gate and that's 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 kind of what teams have been doing Jacksonville did the same thing they ran man beaters and crossed people up and you know unfortunately the defense wasn't able to answer the bell and they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how do we finish strong and put put together 17 great performances man obviously white didn't look like himself uh, he was clear for contact uh 23 of 46 was sacked four times i can't even believe i'm asking this question it's monday morning but i'm going to ask it again uh robert Sala said last week that white's going to be the starter for the remainder of the year now you go into a game against miami that means yeah. everything for the dolphins where you know sunday night you're going home and that's it uh, do you stick with White here uh, this final game, or do you give him a breather because he's not himself? No, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure Mike White won a shot at it, right? He wasn't yep. himself, but he should be stronger next week. And you don't want to go back and put, put Zach Wilson in that position. He needs a heavy reset and offseason of being able to put his head in the books, get stronger, work on his craft. You know, So you, you, you stay with Mike White because also Mike White is auditioning for – 
32, 32 football teams, including you, right? Because he's going to be a free agent, and you give him an opportunity to not have that be the lasting image of himself. You know, go out and try and put a good performance together. And, you know, if you're the Jets, you can't finish 500. You know, you just got to go back and see what you can do. What's the message? What's the takeaway from watching a guy like Geno Smith have a career year with the Seahawks? Obviously, he was very good, very efficient again on Sunday against the Jets. But if you're a young quarterback and you look at Geno Smith's career arc that started here with the Jets, Mm -hmm. what's the takeaway? It ain't over till it's over, right? And opportunities are far and, and, and few in between. And, you know, he had to wait. Just imagine he, 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 didn't, he didn't answer the bell. He would say he had a lot of maturing to do. He maybe wasn't ready for the moment. He wasn't ready for the market. And it cost him six years of his career mm. to be able to get another opportunity. You know, how rare is that? And if you're, if you're a quarterback, you know, sometimes, you know, you get that scarlet letter and, they, and, and, the, and the league defines who they believe you are. You never get opportunity to show otherwise, at least to ever be a starter again. You know, Gino is a unique story. I can't re- recall a story where a player didn't play a start somewhere and then takes itself to the Pro Bowl and, and potentially takes his team to the playoffs. But, you know, late in his career, after not starting for six years, able to get potentially a hundred-plus million-dollar contract. I mean, outside of Rich Gannon, I can't think of somebody who had a better redemption story, someone who didn't play, you know, at a high level, didn't really get opportunity, then went to the Raiders and took that team to the Super Bowl, and I think won MVP. It's a wild situation because Seattle now you figure is going to give him some sort of an extension because it looks like things they have two are first round draft picks. Yeah, yeah, they have four picks in the first two rounds next year. Yeah, so and, it, you, so you look and their at first it, round from Denver has a top five pick. Exactly. So you're looking at that, and you know they thought that first five that uh, that number one pick was going to be a quarterback, but now you can say, listen, Geno's young enough. We can go with Geno for the next three to four years, give him a four-year deal, four-year extension that locks him under, you know, contract. And, you know, they they really recouped a lot of that stuff you know, that they got that they lost in the Jamal um, Adams trade as well, which, you know, Jamal Adams turned into Garrett Wilson and also turned into, you know, uh, AVT. That's right. What changed in Denver when AVT went out in Brees Hall? Now looking back, the season's not over. You got one game left. But this team started five and two. It started yeah. six and three. It started seven and four. Uh, right now, it is seven and nine heading into that final game. And since the bye, Bart, this offense has eight touchdowns. Wow. I mean, the easy scores, right? And you look at you know a couple of games where they just run blitzing and daring the quarterbacks to make plays. And whether it was Mike White or Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, they just couldn't get it done. And, you know, ABT created so much balance. He was so valuable. His ability to be able to be whatever you needed him to be was vital to this team. And they also lost a lot of the athleticism, being able to get, you know, a guy who can pull, get to the next level, cut off linebackers and and utilize it that way. I mean, it will be a sight for sore eyes. Hopefully, Becton can finally stay healthy and we can have a a team. But, they, they, you know, the, the strength was depth. And they lost that depth really quickly, and eventually they just couldn't overcome the lack of, you know, fundamental starters or players with experience. 
And, yeah, the wheel, yeah. wheels totally fell off on the offensive line, right? It was a miraculous job John Benton was doing for a while. It yeah. felt like no matter who came in the lineup, they were going to come in and they were going to play well. We go back to that Buffalo game when the Jets had that drive at the yeah. end to win it where they just ran it down their throat. And well, you're thinking this can go on forever. <laughs> well, those guys are fresh. And then what happens is when you overextend backups – you know, they don't have the experience. They they damn sure don't have the durability to continue to play at a high level. I think Dwayne Brown started to break down. It was admirable what he was doing, but you asked way too much from him. I mean, at this point, you you know, you probably should have used some like Dallas Cowboys used Jason Peters coming in, spilling guys out, playing on a pitch count. You know, his count got up too high. You asked way too much of him, especially going against the best athletes on every team, you know, at the left tackle position. And, you know, like I said, you know, you, you, you would expect or hope that you can have a time where Beckton can stay healthy for a whole season, AVT can stay healthy for a whole season, and you can have what you expected, you know, three Pro Bowl caliber type of linemen. When you think about Langton, you think about, you know, AVT, and you think about Beckton, that should be your bell cows, and that's what you hope that you can get and be able to get good play from the other two positions. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Jets fans in New Jersey, sign up today and use promo code XJETS. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. You will receive a $50 free bet and a $50 casino bonus. Again, the promo code is XJETS. Offer subject to change. Offer only available in New Jersey. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older to participate. Please visit winbet.com to view welcome offers available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about watching Kenneth Walker on Sunday? Damn, it's a shame that the Jets don't have Brees Hall out here because it would have been fun to watch both of those backs on the same field, but uh, for the Jets, it was not in the cards. Sauce Gardner, four PDs yesterday, uh, first-time Pro Bowler. He is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. He should be an all-pro. Where does he rank in terms of cornerbacks right now? Just take away the rookies. Like, throughout the National Football League, how good is this guy? I mean, I think he's definitely top five, independent who you who you favor. You know, you, it changes up and down. Um but for me, the the best corner in the league to me all year, in, in my opinion, has been um, you know Zaire Alexander, and I mm-hmm. think he came in from last year as the number one guy, and you know because their team wasn't winning a lot, I think he got overshadowed. But you know you know you can make a case for Patrick Sertan, who's a young guy as well. You can make a case for Sauce. You can make a, a case for Tyreek Woolen. You know he made some outstanding plays yesterday too. Dropped a couple picks. Um, he's his future is bright as well. You know, Lattimore came back. He's been that dude. He's been injured. Big play slay. You know, it's, 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 some, it's some talented guys out there that, that's capable of being on islands. You started your career in Baltimore. Well, multiple playoff appearances there. Then you came here and you had 9 and 10. So you weren't in this situation a ton. Right. What what do you think it's going to be like for these players and these coaches this week and how do you go about your business knowing what slipped through your fingers, but you still have a game against a division rival on tap? 
when you're young, you just you don't know. You're just excited to be playing football. So like the young guys on the team are excited. The older guys, they, they want to go out and they want to go out with a win because they know, you know, quite frankly, it can be their last opportunity to play on this team because decisions are going to be made. And clearly this team wasn't good enough to get to where they needed to go. So the consequences are they're going to have to upgrade some positions and guys are going to start looking at their cap numbers. And this is going to be the first time for these young guys to see the consequences of falling short of your goal. Like falling short of your goal costs people their jobs. And, you know, it's going to be guys that's going to understand they got high cap numbers. It's going to be decisions that's going to be made. It's going to be contracts that has to be extended or added. And you think about Quentin Williams, you think about C.J. Mosley. Yeah. You know, but, you know, tough decisions like, you know, Dwayne Brown, tough decisions like Carl Lawson, tough decisions like Corey Davis, right? And, and, and I think this is important for young guys to understand that you take advantage of every year because you just never know, like, who you're going to lose or when it's your time. To, to, to maybe be a decision that was made in a different light. Yeah, but to that point, that's why I was mad a few weeks ago where people are saying, well, the Jets are ahead of schedule. But you just said it right there. Yeah, maybe people outside didn't expect them to be where they're at and the opportunity at hand, but they did have the opportunity at hand, and you never know what changes year to year. Yeah. I mean, you don't know if you're going to be healthy next year. You don't know if the other teams in your division are just going to get that much better. Right. You don't know what decision they're going to make. And you could be a better team, but they can, you know, pass you. And then you find yourself in on that perpetual, you know, treadmill where it's like, man, we're better. But, man, we got a tough schedule this year. We lost some tough ones. That's why every year you got to take advantage of because you just don't know if you're going to get the opportunity to have another chance. You laid it all out there. And these guys are laying it all, all out there. But when Mosley says after the Jacksonville game and God, he's been so good throughout the year that we didn't match the intensity of the Jaguars, and then Tyler Conklin says after the Seattle game, which the Jets lose 23-6, to that we were flat. As a former player, when you hear things like that, what goes through your mind? Flat's an excuse, right? When you say flat, that's just a, that's another word for execution and them being able to, you know, I, I, I thought that Seattle, once again, had a tremendous scheme. They blitzed early in the down once they realized and figured out, hey, man, Mike White ain't Mike White. And, you know, he ain't really been – he's coming up short on these balls. He's missing. He's rusty. Man, there's no need for us to sit back and play coverage. Let's light him up. And so early in downs, they run blitzed, much like the Lions did. The Lions run blitzed early in downs to get you behind the sticks. And, you know, the Jets didn't make enough plays to make them respect. They didn't have enough balance. And I thought they were running the ball really good. They right? were. But the, but the defense came out and they gave up a touchdown first drive. And that's, that's not the recipe for success for the Jets. They're not built to put up a bunch of points. And they were putting up field goals and not putting up touchdowns. They didn't answer. And when you don't answer, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to pay the consequences. And the consequences was that you, you walk away with not what you wanted. Yeah, it hit the nail on the head with this Jets defense, right? Can you speak to that a little bit? Because, I, you know, I, I think processing everything, when you look at this system and the way – Salah wants it built it's to come after the quarterback yep. and a lot of that is predicated on the lead so if you don't have the lead then you're not playing the strengths of your system obviously and they need some fat boys right mm. when you look at you look at Seattle the same system right you know that you would think they got the same philosophy I mean I saw you know Reed you know that you know used to play with Willie used to be on the on the on the, on the uh, Steelers dude's about 360 
<laughs> right? You know, number 97, he was about 360. The Jets don't have a player like that. The only player they had that was close to that last year was Fadakasi. And it's a it's a hole in the gap in their system. They need a big, massive man that can eat up double teams. So then now it's, you know, it's five on five because then you can't double Quinnen and double, you know, big fatty, right? And you look at Dexter <laughs> Lawrence, you know, we don't have that type of player. And that's a gap in our system. We have to find us a 350-plus pound massive man that can eat up double teams because it's vital. It's important when you only rush four. You can get away with it with penetration and stuff like that when you have – when you pro- potentially have like a 3-4. When you're a 4-3 team, you got to have you a big anchor in there. It just always works that way because you have to have somebody that can eat up gaps because even though Quentin Williams, you know, should be an all-pro this year, he's not that massive Chris Jenkins, Haloti Nada, Casey Hampton – Ted Washington type of guy, and you need that type of guy if you're only going to rush three. Yeah, or you better are you been a big proponent of having the big fatty for a long time. That's nothing new coming out of your mouth, but it, it is interesting that heading into the season, if you had a question mark about the Jets' defense, it would be about the rush defense, and they held up very well. But your point about the tackling, you've seen some of that erode here down the stretch, right? Yeah, because you think about it, they, they're just double team and getting movement. You know, you, you love Solomon Thomas and his effort, but he's just not a big man. So if you can get movement up there, then it makes it more difficult. And listen, everybody, whether they admit it or they're on the injury report or not, are beat up and hurt. Hell yeah. Yep. And it's just it's just a matter of physics. You know, the bigger man, stronger man, the guy that's, that's fresher, usually is able to win those matchups when you get to these late games. I mean, hell, how can you explain Carolina how they running downhill? You know what I mean? Because they got big, powerful outfit. And you, when you run downhill, you know, right now, guys just aren't equipped to hold up physically. Everybody's put together with duct tape and glue right now. Yeah, I'll never forget what your training room looked like downstairs heading into that AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh. I don't remember what the injury report was. But, I mean, it was something else. Like It looked like an infirmary, guys walking out of the training room at that point in the season. Yeah, man, and you're just hoping that you got enough. You just hope that you're not injured. As, you're, you're less injured than your opponent. That's all you – it's like one of those things. You just want to be fresher than your opponent, and you do all your best, but sometimes it's unfortunate. It, okay, so uh, we got to end in a second, but can, can the Jets – you said this could be a lesson for them – that they could take moving forward. Uh, can they really take something from these games? Or do you look at more like the Buffalo, the Minnesota game, where these couple games, it's like you, you didn't have much. You just saw that, you know, Seattle and Jacksonville took it to you for 60 minutes. No, good team, good team, good teams find a way to, win, to finish. And as these younger players mature into their body and learn how to be a professional, they'll learn how to build their body to be successful and to stay fresh. And that's, that's, that's important too, right? Being able to know how you invest in your body, what your routine is going to have to be. How do you stay strong throughout the season? How much cardio do you do? How much extra lifting do you do? How much cardio, I mean, how much chiropractor, um, personal masseuse? That's all investments that come out of your pocket that's away from the facility. You know, you, you, you hear about the great athletes like LeBron James and how much money he invests in his body throughout his career. Chris Paul, even Russell Wilson. It's about how much money you, how important it is to you, and you find it out what makes you stay healthy and play at a high level for all 17. 
If you're solid this week, do you take a long look at some of those young guys that – and I don't have the roster in front of me. I don't have anybody top of mind right now. But Nazardine, you saw guys like that, you know right. what I mean, out there. Um, Hamza, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you mean, some- you, you, you get them opportunities to play. Uh, but, I mean, I think you also want a chance to maybe knock Miami out. If I can't go, you can't go either, especially with the comments – of Tyreek Hill early in the process when he made 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 light of oh who the Jets you know like okay yeah we you know you ain't going either if I can't go you can't go take that with you yeah is that something they talk amongst uh, themselves in a locker course, room that we want to be spoiler we don't want the Dolphins if, to go if I can't go I'm I'd be damned if somebody within my division is about to have have a good time and, and have an extra game and get that type of experience what if you're solid what do you say to them this week early in a week. Once you get back here Wednesday. Listen, finish strong because no matter what, everybody's not going to be here. So put your best effort out there so that you can play for somewhere else because people see how you finish when there's nothing to play for. And we're going to get to the quarterback bit once we break down the season next week. But, man, it's been something else for the Jets at the quarterback position this year. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at like a team like the Giants and what they've been able to do, but they've had consistency at the quarterback position so, I mean, it's so different for everybody. This guy, five-step drop is different. This guy, ball is different. This guy, cadence and rhythm is different. You know, the one place where you got to have consistency at and got to have, you know, you know, the same person is the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, who who you like in the AFC right now and who you like in the NFC? I like the Bengals right now. Yeah. Uh, so you got Vegas. them winning. You got them winning tonight at home. I do. Okay. I do, which could be bad news because that. Well, I think they hate the Patriots enough that they wouldn't just lay an egg for the Patriots either. You know what I mean? If they lost, I think they wouldn't want to go. Um, I'm trying to think. You wouldn't. They'd want probably to, they probably still would, be playing for a two or three seed, like yeah, you're saying yeah. the Bills. It's, yeah, exactly. Because they yeah. wouldn't want to be far behind Cincinnati. You know, with the same regular Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati has a game with Baltimore. If Cincinnati loses today then it, it, it gets flexed and then they're going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens for the division where it seemed like they had the division wrapped up. Okay. So is Cincinnati AFC, NFC, you got Frisco? Yeah, I got Frisco. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I like give, the way they play football. And, and give me a dark horse emerging. Are the Chargers a dark horse? Nah, I just don't think defensively they do enough. Okay. Um, I do like them on the offensive side of ball. Uh, both are coming back, you know, makes them better. They they can't they don't stop the run. I just their team that I think can surprise somebody in a wild card, but I think eventually they 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 have a ceiling. So you I, still you still see Cincinnati, Kansas City, maybe maybe Buffalo, those right. three gonna duke it out. Yeah. And, and you just you just never know. Like a team that can upset some people are the Ravens if Lamar Jackson comes back, just because he can be special. And if you watch the TCU game. You see that a mobile quarterback can kind of mess up everything. You do everything right, and a mobile quarterback can make you pay, like no no other position in the league. Uh, speaking of TCU, uh, puncher's chance against Georgia, or you expect them to win that game? I mean, Georgia escaped. It's like if Marvin Harris Jr. doesn't get hurt, that's a totally different situation. I know that's a big if, but you know somebody taking a personal foul shot on somebody, not getting ejected, you know, helmet to helmet, you know. Shouldn't have cost the Ohio State Buckeyes the national championship, but that's football, and it worked out in Georgia's favor. But 
it definitely would have been not the same outcome if, if Marvin Harrison Jr. hadn't got injured. Yeah, he's going to be a freak on the next level. Well, all right, brother. What's this week looking for you? Uh, looking like for you? Well, getting back on the bike, man. I was going to go back to to local with the uh, with the radio station and back to TV, man. You know, unfortunately, I won't be talking about the Jets, you know, much. I'm sure we'll talk about them, but we won't be talking about them in the postseason. So, you know, it's, it's always tough that way. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I'm going to cry in the car. <laughs>